Saints fans, Pelicans fans, let's go. This is the Black and Blue Report. Black. Bree is going to go deep. He's got ground. Touchdown. Blue. Down the lane. Shoots. No. Tip follow in for Davis with three tenths of a second left. Welcome into the podcast for the fans, straight from the teams they love. It's good to see you guys, and uh, I didn't know we had Studio B here in our facility. Good setup. Now that I know where your guys' little office is, I can pop in here whenever I want. Well, we're playing through AD, and so everybody's going to have to adjust to that. Coaches, players, analysts, celebrities, and more. That guy's Anthony Mackie. I've gotten in many of our arguments about the Pelicans and the Saints uh, over the years. Harry County Jr. joins us here on the Black and Blue Report. Undoubtedly, to me, the Saints are the singular reason that New Orleans is back on the map. Hoda Kotb from the Today Show on NBC, our guest. You know, New Orleans gets in your blood. The Saints never leave it once they get in there. This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio. Wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Sean Kelly. Hey, how goes it? Welcome into the Black and Blue Report, the podcast for Saints and Pelicans fans. It is Thursday. It's going to be a good Thursday. I really have a good feeling about today, and I hope that you're enjoying your Thursday thus far. I'm Sean Kelly, and uh, hello from Studio B here at the headquarters of the Saints and the Pelicans. We're going to get to see some of the Saints today uh, as they wrap up this week's OTAs. And uh, with media availability, it's a chance to see us. uh, It's a chance for us, I should say, to see some of the new guys um, again and uh, visit with them as well. We are going to have uh, availability with head coach Sean Payton later today and a ton of guys in an open locker room setting. And we'll have a lot of that for you starting tomorrow. And uh, we'll carry that over into uh, next week as well. But uh, it's going to be a little warm, but yet the guys will be inside. Helmets only again for uh, today's practice, but uh, I think a good day. I'm excited. I've got my my uh, Saints golf shirt on today. I'm in I'm in that mood a little bit. I'm not ready to be in football season. <laughs> Let's just ease into this thing. Um, but at the same time, this is a this is a good spot, and so I'm very excited, as you can tell, about today. Uh, we're going to talk with Juan Kincaid, now a Fox Eight in here in New Orleans. He's their new sports director. I think he's going to make his first appearance here on the Black and Blue Report. Um, could be wrong on that. Nonetheless, uh, Juan's going to check in with us, and we're going to pepper him with some questions. We'll see how the transition's going, but I mainly want to uh, want to hear his thoughts on Saints storylines as to where we are on the calendar and what's transpired so far here since the draft. Okay, so we'll talk to Juan Kincaid about that. And then we'll welcome in Sean Devaney from the Sporting News. Sean is the NBA writer, our lead NBA writer for Sporting News, and certainly busy time right now in the NBA. Congratulations to the Golden State Warriors. Uh, kind of as uh, Daniel and I had thought, we would get here on Thursday and uh, we'd be all set for the NBA Finals. Golden State is your champ in the West. We already know about Cleveland in the East. And Sean Devaney will talk about both of the Conference Finals series and help us set up the NBA Finals, which now we have to wait a little bit for. Uh, June 4th will be the start of that. And probably a good thing for a couple of guys uh, that are banged up. Um, So we'll take a little bit of a break from basketball after uh, today and tomorrow. Uh, We'll kind of lean on football a little bit for Monday and Tuesday and then kind of get you another 
uh, dose of NBA before those two teams tee it up for the NBA championship. Um, what do you want to say about Golden State as far as how it relates to the Pelicans? Well, <laughs> um, it legitimizes a little bit about what we saw in round one, that they've gone on to win the West. And uh, strangely enough, when I think about how uh, crazy good the Southwest Division is, um, I think Golden State goes through three different Southwest Division teams on their way to the Western Conference Championship. So, look, crown them. <laughs> That's exactly what we'll do. Tip the cap the whole nine yards. Uh, Curry and company were phenomenal and, um, and uh, won by 14 last night. So, good showing for them. I think we're set for a pretty good NBA Finals. Uh, what do you think, Daniel? Warriors in six? Or is this going seven? Daniel says seven. Okay. Okay. Um, we'll take a break. With that, we'll take a break. And when we come back, let's, uh, let's have Juan Kincaid and Little Saints talk first. And then we'll bring in Sean Devaney from the Sporting News. Happy Thursday, everybody. Be right back. Do you have all the right moves to be a member of the hottest dance team in the NBA? The Pelicans dance team is having open auditions for their 2015-16 squad, and you're invited to try out. Audition prep classes are starting soon, with open auditions happening Saturday, June 13th at the New Orleans Pelicans practice facility on Airline Drive in Metairie. Get details on these prep classes, open auditions, and full Pelicans dance team coverage now at pelicans.com. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit and a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. Bring us your purpose and we'll blend it. Looking to purify your diet? Hurry in now and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King, proud supporter of the New Orleans Pelicans. Smoothies with a purpose. Pelicans fans, be sure to download the team's official app so you can play our new game, Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Help Pierre the Pelicans save the coast in this infinite flying adventure. Save as many miles of the coast as you can before the water rises. This fun interactive game includes a basketball bonus round and educational facts about the environment provided by the Audubon Nature Institute. Quest for the Coast, presented by Chevron. Available only on the Pelicans app. Download it today. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Well, we welcome into Studio B, Juan Kincaid, sports director at Fox 8. Have you gotten used to that title yet? Um, not really, because I haven't really done much yet, but <laughs> it's, it's enjoyable. How's the, well. how's the transition going? It's been smooth, because I can't go on the air until mid-July, so I've really been doing mostly stuff off the air, behind the scenes, uh, writing stories every day, and trying to stay as involved in sports as I can up to a certain point of not being able to go on the air. So, so it's been pretty cool. So you're milking this thing, right? It's been good. <laughs> I'm not complaining. It's been fun. It's a good group to work with. Guys I've known for 14 years since I've been in New Orleans. We've worked together either at the other place I worked at or now we're working together at uh, Fox now. So it's been good. Are you running the shop? I mean, is this something you've always wanted to do? I have. When I Before I moved to New Orleans, I ran my own shop in Macon, Georgia for three years. How I know your colleague John DeShazer from mm -hmm. working at the Telegraph there. So uh, it was an opportunity that came up uh, here um, and I jumped on it, and I was happy to get, get the opportunity. All right. Well, we're ready to see you back on the air again. I'm ready to get back on. The, the important thing, though, that you mentioned is that you've – been covering all this stuff you know I, heck I saw you all throughout the end of the Pelican season the playoffs yeah. you're here today uh, to cover our first chance to see these guys uh, the Saints mm -hmm. during their OTAs so 
uh, you, when you do return to the air, it's not going to be cold turkey. It's going to be just, you know. Yeah, the good thing is I've been able to kind of stay involved um, with what's going on, whether it be the Pelicans in their coaching search or ending the playoffs in the first round against Golden State or, or the Saints and bringing players in and out and, and with the draft and all that. I've kind of remained involved in it. So it's not cold turkey. It's not jumping in to the cold water and not knowing what to expect. And it's it's going to be a smooth transition once training camp gets underway at the Greenbrier in late July. So I'm looking forward to that. I, I'm looking forward to getting back on the air because I can start doing things I'm used to doing, right. which is, you know, telling stories and, and – and, actually getting out there and getting more involved. Now I'm kind of just kind of lying back and, and helping out where I can with, with Sean Bazan and Garland Gillen and, and uh, Chad Sabody. They're our on-air guys, so I'm just trying to help him where I can with those guys, but I'm looking forward to being more involved in what they do once it comes July 16th-ish. Yeah, outstanding. It'll be perfect, yeah. though, right before everybody heads it's, off to it's West It's a week Virginia. before training yes. camp. <laughs> it, it's, it's perfect. Funny how that all lays out like that. It is. Mm-hmm. It was yes. planned. Yeah. Um, look, I, I told our listeners um, before you came on here, obviously this is the, la- the uh, last day of this week's OTAs mm-hmm. um, and therefore media availability. Yes. So I wanted to have you on to talk Saints. So obviously we have not been out to the practice field yet as we're recording this, but later on we will get to hear from head coach Sean Payton. Yes. We'll get to talk to some of the players. Um, what, are the things that, what are some of the things that you'll look for here um, out of – today's um you know gathering well i think you want to look i mean this team made some interesting moves in the draft obviously the first uh, pick with pete uh it was an interesting because you're like okay you've got two good tackles already what are you going to do with this kid and i'm interested to see how they incorporate him in this offensive scheme there's going to be a lot of tackle eligible as there always is Mm -hmm. with this football team in this season but he's a first round pick that you can't keep on the sideline for too long. So I'm interested to see what happens there. I'm curious to see what happens at the cornerback position. Delvin Brooke, kid we all know grew up in New Orleans. How is he going to adapt to playing in the NFL as opposed to being in the CFL where the field is bigger and you've got so much more space to cover? Um, how will he compete for a, jo- a job in the nickel or the dime packages? Don't think he's going to be a starter, obviously on the corners. Um, I just think there's so many areas where this team is addressed. Um, I want to see how these players do coming in, especially some of the rookies. But I think one of the bigger areas we've got to watch is at wide receiver. Like you've lost Jimmy Graham. You've lost um, uh, Kenny Stills. Stills. You've got to replace that offensive production. And Drew Brees has always said that, you know, we've got young guys coming behind these players that have to step up. Well, it's been like that many years in a row. We've had young guys on this roster, but you always had those veteran guys to look to for the clutch catches. Marcus Colson's not getting any younger now. He's probably on his last legs. But we love Marcus. But you've got to find replacements at these positions, especially at wide receiver. It's always been a top five offense. This is a challenge this year. Can it be top five again? I'm one of the ones that wasn't so upset when Jimmy Graham got traded. I look at the value you got in his replace and Max Unger in the offensive line. It doesn't matter which quarterback you have. If you can't protect him, he won't be successful. So with Unger solidifying an offensive line, now they go back to an offense where everybody gets touches, which is what they had back in the 09 Super Bowl year So and 2011. I like the moves, but can these younger guys step up and contribute? That's the big question. From 30,000 feet, look, we always see roster turnover in the NFL. Yeah. Probably a third of every roster is going to change, change, change. Yeah. But is, is what we're seeing here with OTAs and then minicamp here in a couple of weeks and all that, is this the beginning of New Orleans Saints' extreme makeover, or is this more of – the normal flow of an offseason I don't in think, your eyes. I don't think it's normal because I don't think anybody saw Jimmy Graham getting traded. Uh, I think he, 
I don't think anybody saw Kenny Stills getting let go. Pierre Thomas, fan favorite, he's gone. We're saying, why did that happen? He was one of the best players on this team for so many years. I don't think it's an extreme makeover, but I think it's the kind of makeover where they have to get some things right. This was the first time in maybe two or three drafts where they've had to hit right on all the players. It remains to be seen whether or not they did. They can't have a draft like last year where most of the players don't even contribute, much less get on the field. They have to get it right this year with some players. I believe they think they've gotten it right, but only time will tell. We went into training camp last year with all these high hopes of getting back to the Super Bowl. We came out of training camp last year thinking, oh, this is the best defense they've had in a long time, particularly on paper, and ended up becoming one of the worst defenses they've had under Rob Ryan, if not the worst, and in, in a while because no one produced. They lost all these safeties. I just think, again, the, it's, it's going to be determined once it's all said and done, once we get to the regular season and start playing real games. We made the mistake last year of judging this team, based, especially the defense, based mm-hmm. on how they were playing against their own offense. We shouldn't have done that. We know that now. We're a little more skeptical going into it now. We're a little more hesitant going into it now. We want to see how this team comes together. And it's going to take some time. But I, th- I think it's a better football team. I really do. But can that translate over to the field? That's going to be the biggest thing. And a long wait to see that. Juan Kincaid from Fox 8 with us. Um, you did a great job of, uh, of laying out, I think, storylines at this time of year. But here on May the 28th, nothing gets decided. No, absolutely not. So when you're trying to tell a story today or convey to fans on where things are with the black and gold, how do you go about doing that today? Well, I think that this is really just for the fans to kind of get their first peek on this football team and see these guys in pads, see how how these guys look and who can catch a football. And You don't put too much stock in this OTA here. This is a practice. It's not when it counts the most. I mean, for these guys, if they don't do well in the OTAs, they may not be around for the training camp. But for the fans, you have to kind of do it with a grain of salt. you got to kind of piece it together here. Look at the OTA now. You get a chance to see them now as they build up towards training camp, as it goes through training camp. Then what are you seeing? Are you getting positives? Are you seeing signs that, okay, they did right in this draft. This football team's going to be okay. Or are you concerned? These are all questions that can't be answered right now here in, in, at the end of May. But they – won't be, I guess the answers will be more solid for you as you get towards the end of uh, August when the football season comes around, first week of the football season in September. So I just think there's so many question marks for this football team this year. You know Drew Brees is going to be there. The offensive line is going to be better. You know, I mean, C.J. Spiller, could he Huge be – Could he be? Yeah. Th- that may be your biggest pickup in this offseason. Forget the draft. If he can be like Darren Sproles, if he can be like Reggie Bush, then you are mimicking what happened in 2009 in terms of your offense. All of a sudden, teams can't focus on one guy. All of a sudden, they have to account for every player on the football field offensively. So, again, a lot of things have to come together here. The, the common denominator, though, is Drew Brees. I mean, with the offense, he's still here. He hasn't lost his accuracy. Maybe not, may not have as strong an arm anymore, but he can still pinpoint passes and guys can still get open. If they can, this offense is going to do well. And then all of a sudden your hopes are up for this football team again. Yeah, I'll take my chances with number nine. Absolutely. Yeah, no doubt. All the talk of, of Trey Brees, are you kidding me? No. This offseason? <laughs> my question is, okay, who are you going to get in this place? Who's out there that you want? Okay, slow down, people. Yeah. I, slow I, down. I agree. Let's go to football practice. Let's go. All it's right. hot out there. It is, but I think we're inside. <laughs> Maybe we can get like a monitor, like punch the monitor up here with the, with the, with the practice. Oh, monitor. don't get soft now. You don't know anybody? You don't have any pull like that? I we, heard you did. I heard you know people. Well, I know people, but if, I don't, if I'd like to be here tomorrow, uh, I may want to yes. keep that one in the back there pocket. Yeah. It's been um, fun. Thank you. Yep, thanks. We'll see you again here soon. Okay, thank yep. you. Wine from Fox 8. We'll continue in just a moment here on the Black and Blue Report.
In New Orleans, food is more than a passion, it's a tradition. And Zatarans has been part of that tradition for 125 years. From jambalaya and dirty rice to crab boil and more, Zatarans has been jazzing up dinner since before there was jazz. And we're excited about what next season might bring. Jazz it up tonight with Zatarans, proud sponsor of the New Orleans Pelicans. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. I'm Chip Chapman, here on the street asking people what they would do with a $40 million Powerball jackpot from the Louisiana Lottery. I'd fly to Italy to go shoe shopping with my girlfriends. I'd invest it, of course. I could double that money in no time. And you, sir. I'd buy me a vacation home on my own private island in a new sports car and a golden hot That's tub. That's quite enough from you, sir. Play Powerball at any Louisiana Lottery retailer. Starting jackpot $40 million. Must be at least 21 to purchase. We're talking NBA playoffs on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back. The NBA Finals are set, as we uh, spoke about just moments ago. And Sean Devaney of the Sporting News is here to tell us all about what's going to happen starting June the 4th. Well, Sean, I wouldn't put that kind of pressure on you, but I will ask you about what you think will happen in the Finals in just a moment. But but first, I'm, I'm thinking about the Eastern Conference and Western Conference Finals, and uh, far be it for me to to uh, pile on here but certainly there are a lot of fans who found both series rather underwhelming and free of drama um, did that surprise you in any way uh not really uh, you know certainly the the Cavs Hawks series you could sort of see that uh developing into uh, a blowout for the Cavs uh, it was just a bad bad matchup for Atlanta even with all the injuries that uh, uh, that Cleveland is dealing with, uh, uh, you know they just didn't really have anybody who could stop LeBron. Uh, and then, uh, really, when you look at the uh, the perimeter defense that the Cavaliers are able to play, uh, the ability of Timothy Mozgov to protect the rim, you could kind of see that developing into a bad matchup. Uh, you, you know, the Warriors and the Rockets. The Rockets sort of walked out. Uh, to get to the conference finals, that was more about a meltdown on the part of the Clippers. Uh, I think if it had been a Clippers-Warriors series, we would have seen a much better series. Uh, but, you know, by the time the Rockets got to the Warriors, they just didn't have enough depth, uh, and they looked a little worn out. And so uh, uh, I guess in the end, you can't be too surprised that the series went the way they did. Yeah, and I, I'm with you on all those points. And I think that at the end of the day, I think probably most of us thought it would be Warriors-Cavaliers when it was all said and done, regardless of how they got there or, or what you know what didn't get in their way, I guess. At the end of the day, and I hate that phrase, but I'm going to use it. At the end of the day, though, uh, didn't we expect Warriors-Cavaliers in the NBA Finals this year? Yeah, yeah, I would agree with that, that, you know, certainly the Cavaliers, uh, since the middle of January, when they were, when they were 19 and 20, uh, they make the trades, they get Mozgov, they get J.S. Smith and Amon Shumpert. They've been the best team in the East, no question. And they got LeBron back healthy and, once all that stuff happened, you had to know that uh, that they were the class of the Eastern Conference, and of course, 67 wins on the part of the Warriors. Uh, you know, as, as as much as people want to say they're a jump shooting team and they'll be vulnerable in the playoffs, 
they're much more than a jump shooting team, and I think they've shown that throughout the playoffs, and, and that's why they're here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not particularly surprised to see these two teams here. There's a long list of storylines going into next week. What are your favorites, Sean? Well, you know, certainly LeBron. I think that's got to be number one is, is you know, the fact that, uh, that he's gotten this team back to this point uh, so quickly. And, and you know, he, he talked about it after uh, uh, after game four, you know, just kind of ticking off the things that they went through in terms of uh, the trades that they made, uh, you know, Coach Blatt possibly being fired and, you know, talked about whether he should be uh, coaching, whether Kyrie Irving and, and, and LeBron could possibly play together. Uh, you know, Kevin Love, uh, you know, his ups and downs, you know, all the stuff they went through and, and LeBron sort of willing them through a lot of their down times. A lot of these young guys who've never done this before, LeBron has really had to carry them at times. Uh, he's got to be the number one story, no question. Uh, and then, you know, I, I, on the other side, I, you know, I really think that, uh, uh, that, uh, that Steph Curry uh, and sort of what he's done, I mean, he's a guy who not only did people not even think he should be in the NBA, <laughs> uh, but, but he's a guy who's gone on to prove those guys wrong and still remain himself. You know, I mean, I think, I think people still really like Steph Curry, uh, even as he gets more and more exposure. Sometimes he gets some backlash with that. You don't see a lot of Steph backlash. You know, uh, that, that's really not been uh, the case. So, uh, you know, obviously the, the, the two star players, I think, are, are, are sort of the, the, the main storyline. Uh, and then the X's and O's part is more the depth of the Cavaliers, and uh, I'm sorry, the depth of the Warriors, and how the Cavaliers can possibly counter that. I think uh, uh, from a strategy standpoint, Steve Kerr has so many things to work with, and 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 that uh, from an X's and O's standpoint is going to be fun to watch for uh, uh, for the basketball nerds who don't want to pay attention to the star players. Uh, you know, the, the the depth that the Warriors have that that's really been the thing that separated them. Yeah, I'm going to watch the star players, but I'm a basketball nerd too, Sean. And so when I think back to even the opening series against the Pelicans or what I got to see in the Warriors all season long, I take that depth and I not only marvel at that, but gosh, it just it seems like they can morph into so many different things. Um, the looks that they can roll out, um, that that's that switchblade, I guess, mentality of Steve Kerr. That's what strikes me more than anything else. Yeah, and, you know, you've got a guy like Matthew Delvedova coming off the bench for the Cavaliers, and, and he's done a nice job, and he's done his thing uh, throughout the course of the playoffs. Uh, but what happens when he has to guard a six-seven Sean Livingston? You know, and, and, and Livingston can back it right down and, and, and work in the post. You know, that's, that's a much different animal trying to do that. Uh, and you look at the, the bench of, of the Cavaliers, Delvedova. Basically, it's Delvedova, James Jones, and J.R. Smith. Uh, they've almost got to go small, and you guys know. I mean, you can't go small against the Warriors. They're, 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 they'll kill you playing small ball. You know, with Harrison Barnes at the four and Draymond Green at the five. Uh, you know, that's so. I, I'm really interested to see uh, what David Black can possibly come up with here, uh, because he has such a limited bench with Kevin Love out. Uh, you know, you've got to have Tristan Thompson in that starting five. I mean, do you go with Sean Marion? Do you, you know, do you dust off somebody that you haven't really used much? Uh, you know, that's, it, it's going to be, to me, that X's and O's aspect of it. Uh, the Cavaliers are going to have to get a little desperate and maybe try some things they haven't tried before uh, because that, that Warriors depth, it's just uh, uh, it's just one look after the other, as you mentioned, and, and, and they can be so versatile that, uh, that other teams just, just really can't keep up. What does it mean, uh, Sean Devaney, to have two first-year NBA head coaches going head-to-head in the NBA Finals? 
Yeah, that's you know that's sort of the, the the way things are now. That you know a guy like Mark Jackson can win, uh, you know, fifty plus games and, and still still be out, and and so you have Steve Kerr take over, and and he uh, uh, is able to, uh, uh, to to top what Mark Jackson did. So yeah, you know that's that's sort of the way the league is now. Is is, is coaches have become much more interchangeable. Uh, I still think that that they're important. Uh, but, uh, you know, obviously uh, it, it doesn't take as long for a coach to, to come in and make his mark uh, as maybe it did a few years ago, uh, you know, for, a mul- for multiple reasons. You know, I think, uh, um, you know, coaching staffs have gotten much more important, uh, you know, the, 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 everything from the video scouting to the, uh, uh, to the analytics and all that sort of stuff. I think that, that gives coaches coming in, uh, a much better sense of what kind of team they're working with before they even start. So I really think that that there are some advances there. Uh, you know, coaches, as I say, are still important, but I think that uh, uh, that their job, at least in the X's and O's aspect of things, has, has gotten a little easier. You know, we have the two best teams, I think, going at it here next week, but it, it, in some form or fashion, this is still a war of attrition. Uh, which of these two teams can be uh, the healthiest going into June 4th? Yeah, I mean, you have to knock on wood if you're the Warriors because that's been the thing that's really killed them in the last few years. They'll have a, uh, you know, they'll get to the playoffs and 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 have a bit of a run, and then and then somebody will get hurt. You know, Andrew Bogut will be hurt, or uh, you know, David Lee a couple years ago uh, when he was a, a more important player in their rotation. Um, you, you know, they've 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 had that year in and year out. So you knock on wood if you're the Warriors because. Uh, you know, because you've been so healthy and, and, and you want to keep it that way. Uh, and that has been such a jinx for you over the years. Uh, but, you know, certainly the Cavaliers getting uh, uh, the eight days off and, and Kyrie Irving getting that knee rested. And, uh, you know, they're doing all sorts of uh, uh, things to, to limit that tendonitis that, that Kyrie Irving's suffering from. Uh, so, you know, I, I think health-wise, you know, obviously Kevin Love being out is, uh, is, is, is that hurts the Cavaliers. But, you know, as far as who, who they possibly have available, uh, you know, this, this should be uh, uh, as, as little attrition at this point as you can possibly expect in an NBA Finals. And that is in part because, uh, you know, we're not starting until June 4th, and obviously these two series ended uh, pretty quickly. Sean Devin, covers the NBA for the Sporting News. Let me circle back to where we kind of started or where you kind of started with this, Sean, and, and that's talking about LeBron James. Sean, I have no problem with saying out loud and with um, <laughs> with plenty of – fervor that LeBron James is the best player in the world but one thing I do have a hard time getting my arms around here a little bit is that this is five straight NBA finals five straight that's amazing yeah it really is and and you know you do have to step back and say okay uh it's been the Eastern Conference and you know some of the times that I don't think this year was was a huge challenge and I think you know if if, if you stuck the Cavaliers in the West I don't think that they'd be in the finals uh, so I think you have to kind of put it in context of that, you know, where they've had some aging Celtics teams that Miami has gone up against or, or an Indiana team that, uh, uh, that, that's kind of rough and tumble but not really a great finesse team uh, that's been their biggest rival. So, you know, they, they have, he has had some, some you know, smooth sailing through the finals. I, I would say that. Uh, but, you know, even saying that, look, you know, to, to do that five times in a row – uh, you know, it's so hard. You know, it just, just one thing can go wrong. Uh, you can get a player injured. You know, they got a Kevin Love injured and still made it here uh, in 14 games. You know, they're 12 and two. So, uh, you know, the, that fact is, 
uh, you know, you can go back. Chris Bosh was hurt uh, a couple years ago in the in their uh, uh, in their playoff run, and they still made it to the to, to the NBA Finals and won championship. Uh, you know, you can go right through the line. So, you know, I do think you have to turn the context of okay, it's been the Eastern Conference, but. Uh, you know, still just doing it that many times. You're right. That's 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 a very impressive feat. But so are you. Perspective well taken there. Um, hey, let me uh, let me end on this. And those of you, uh, those that follow you on Twitter, know that you're uh, you're up on this pretty good. Um, what is going on? What is the latest that you're getting about all the uh, coaching searches right now in the NBA? Yeah, you know, I, everybody's sort of waiting on on Chicago and and what will happen there. And uh, you know, obviously. Uh, uh, the Bulls have made it pretty clear that they want to be rid of Tom Thibodeau. Uh, it's just a matter of getting a team uh, uh, to take him on and, and perhaps giving them some compensation. Of course, if you're a team with an open like the Pelicans or, or even the Magic, uh, you know you're you're sitting there thinking, well, wait, why why should I give you anything uh, when uh, you, you know when, <laughs> when you want to get rid of the guy? So uh, it's sort of a case where where everybody's sort of waiting. Uh, to see what happens. I think the dominoes start to fall uh, pretty soon, probably before the finals uh, start next week. So, uh, you know, I'd, I'd, I'd expect to see some movement on that. But but it has been sort of a holding pattern uh, because everybody's waiting to see what happens with him. So what are you going to do with all this time between now and the finals? And then does that mean you're on the road for like two and a half weeks? Yeah, but, I, you know, I gotta, uh, I've got to mow the lawn and things like that. You know, I gotta, I've got I've got like household chores that I usually don't have to get to till August that I now have to do because I've got a week here. <laughs> it's, it's, it it, it, it uh, is a, a double-edged sword as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I kind of I kind of can relate here, and I better be careful. Uh, so close to home here, what I say about those yeah. certain gaps. Uh, so, uh, well said. Safe travel, Sean. We'll be following you, and thanks again for all your great work. Thank you very much. You got it. Sean Devaney from the Sporting News. Again, his coverage will continue all throughout the NBA Finals, and we'll continue here on the Black and Blue Report. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. He must be a big deal since he's verified on Twitter. He's Sean Kelly, and this is the Black and Blue Report. We're about to wrap things up here on this Thursday. By the way, I mentioned earlier that we're going to be uh, in the Saints locker room today. Uh, if, if, if at any time you want to uh, request an interview or hear from a player, whether it be Pelicans or Saints, uh, or even just a guest at the national level, shoot me a tweet, um, at Sean Kelly Live, uh, and, and I'll take your suggestion. 
And, uh, and I'll look at those today before I head into the Saints locker room. And, of course, we'll have more availability next week. So even if we don't get to your guy this week, there's a pretty good chance that we could visit with them uh, next week. Hey, thanks again to Juan Kincaid today from Fox 8 and to Sean Devaney from the uh, Sporting News. Uh, tomorrow, Kristen Ledlow from NBA TV. Uh, as we'll wrap up our NBA week, Daniel Salerson will be visiting with her. Speaking of Daniel, he's at the other microphone. What were you telling me uh, during the break about Steph Curry and the others on the All NBA team? Well, I'm pretty sure I think it's the first time in NBA history, but Steph Curry could beat the rest of the All NBA first team in the playoffs. He took down AD in the first round, mm-hmm. Marc Gasol in the second round, James Harden in the finals, and could take down LeBron James in the NBA finals. So I'm pretty sure it'll be the first time that. Someone defeats the other four all-NBA first-teamers in the playoffs. Right, and then, let's see, LeBron, five straight finals appearances for the first time since the 60s. Yeah, and most people want to point out that James Jones made it in five straight yeah. as well, but he didn't appear in the 2011 NBA Finals, so I don't think it counts as far as appearing in five straight NBA okay. Finals, but he has been on the roster for five straight. All right, and then two, as we mentioned with Sean Devaney, two first-year head coaches playing against each other, coaching against each other in the Finals. For the first time since the... The uh, first year in the NBA. I'll I tell you what, as as putrid as the conference finals series were, the storylines, at least going into the NBA finals, are good. Are good. They're very and good. And Steph Curry and LeBron James born in the same hospital, Akron, Ohio. There you go. All oh, a lot of a lot of fun facts here. You get me the doctors that deliver them, and you will be the man. I'm, I'm not a magician here, Sean. Okay. <laughs> um, all right. We mentioned Kristen Ledlow tomorrow, right? Yep. Head coach Sean Payton probably tomorrow and uh, other musings uh, from today's uh, Saints practice. So that'll be a good way to end the week. And we thank Daniel Salerson as well today. I'm Sean Kelly. Have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll see you right back here tomorrow for the podcast geared toward Pelicans and Saints fans. I'm Sean Kelly. So long for just a while. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source. The Black and Blue Report.